Oh, some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. Yes, coming in hot with episode 117 of the Football Played On Paper Podcast. Three bags full again today. Man down, man down. Um, Halsey apparently has got the spicy cough, so he's out. Um, I've completely made that up. I don't know. I don't know why he's out, actually. <laughs> Some dinner or something. Um, so don't worry. We've got a stacked show. We've got weekly happenings coming through. Um, full wrap of the Prem um, and a bit of Champions League uh, thrown in there at the end, too. Plus, we might even go over to uh, Social Corner as well. So, see how we're going for time. But, Barn, let's go, mate. Weekly happenings. What's happening? All righty. Let's start in the blue part of London. And we start with Chelsea. And they are officially up for sale. Uh, we talked recently about Abramovich handing over the reins to the uh, the charity team or back to the fans. Um and now if Chelsea is officially up for sale and he is putting it up for a premium. There's been a few suitors, uh, but none have really come to the fore yet. Sean, have you got any inside info on who may be getting it? Um, yeah, I thought Conor McGregor might have snapped this up already at a bargain price of <laughs> 1.5 when Abramovich is asking for four. So he's He'll just a nothing. little bit short He'll there. Do uh, yeah, he will do nothing with that money. Um, no, but the, I'd... I've just got. I suppose this is the first time we've recorded since um he was like Abramovich was officially saying that he has to sell the sell the um the club. But I'm not happy that he has to sell it. Does anyone else feel un, uneasy about that? So like, imagine if like Scomo job your leader is just like, hey, I'm going to war with New Zealand to take it over, and then they come for your um shares or your your couple of bitcoins you own. Like it just seems unfair that he's like, well, so I have to sell my shit because you're going to war. I don't know. It just seems unreasonable. But it's it's the sanctions placed on Russian oligarchs by the British government, isn't it? No, he, Abramovich come out and said he'll sell it himself. He's selling it just for for the pressure, um, and he won't be forced into selling it for speed or anything like that. So I don't think it's sanctions necessarily. It's just the look and the scope of it. I think he's probably he's probably realizing he's like if i keep holding on to it they're going to force me to sell it then he'll have to sell it for cheaper so now he does a bit earlier he's like i can get a bit more coin out of it maybe plot plot twist do you think he just wanted to sell it anyway and he's just seen this as an opportunity to sort of push it out yeah yeah because he's been there for a long time and he goes to less games now than i think he did in the past so maybe he just wanted to get rid of it just can't compete with the wealth of the owners like he's down with bloody the rest of us now Basically, he's just yeah, a pauper he, in, versus Newcastle and Man City. Right, speak for yourself. Um, yeah, so if he has to sell, um, he has to sell the club, and he's going to forgive the loans apparently, um, and then with the proceeds that he makes, any profit, he's going to start a charitable organisation in the Ukraine um, to help them recover from the war. So, does anyone believe any of so, that? Wait, wait, hang on, <laughs> hang on. You lost me. You lost, yeah. you lost me at tax write-off. Go back there's to the start. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot to unwrap. In that statement, uh, all the loans are, yeah, because the club loaned money from him yep, and he's selling it. Yep. He bought it, but he bought it for like 200 mil. So he's going to make at least a few hundred mil out of it. So that's fine. Secondly, 
no way that charitable organization ever gets off the ground. Nah. With, he's he's like best buds with Putin. There's no yeah. way he's 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 uh he's going to be like setting up anything in Ukraine actually doing it. So yeah, I don't I don't think he's going to do any of that. He'll do nothing. Change it's a changing of the guard, but isn't it? He's been great for the league in the past what 20 almost 20 years. Yeah. Like, they've just they've come they've just been so great Chelsea. That yeah. early Mourinho teams were just amazing. Well, John Terry come out this week and in, uh, in huge support um, of him um, faced a little bit of backlash. Um, <laughs> I but um, you think you think he double? You think he'd, shy um, he'd shy away? But no, he doubled down. So uh, in uh, good old good old fashioned John Terry style. But yeah, anyway, it, Abramovich will probably go, um, which is maybe some people see as a good thing. We'll get rid of some um, some of those dodgy owners and um, yeah, bring in someone from uh, <laughs> let's say Iran or someone like that who can actually. <laughs> You know, get, grow the game. <laughs> the problem is the only people that are buying it off him just as dodgy as him. Yeah. There's, all, there's no one coming in who can who's buying allegedly, that. Like, ra- rash, rationally, uh, allegedly. 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 Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. allegedly. Yeah. allegedly. Yeah. He's Oh, but it looks like it's going to be good times for Roman's bank account, not so much for him in the in a social sense. So anyway, we'll stick with Chelsea because their fans, as always, have kept it classy. Now, we recently talked about how disgusting Leeds fans are and Everton fans aren't far behind them. Spurs, yeah. um, Spurs are delightful. We won't talk any more about them. Um, but Chelsea fans have been keeping it classy in their – Recent match with Burnley, I believe it was. They did a minute's uh, applause, I believe it was, for Ukraine. Uh, it's been, I think, it's become a bit of a standard at start of most EPL games at the moment. Uh, so they're doing a minute applause uh, while all the Burnley fans were uh, clapping. All the Chelsea fans were chanting Roman Abramovich during that applause. So showing solidarity with the uh, soon-to-be ex-owner. What do, what do we think? Barney, I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> oh, I've, I've heard it was a coincidence because, you know, they had the minute of applause and then um, Chelsea fans were like, oh, he's the number one fan. So, yeah, like they just decided to clap in that minute, same as the John Terry 26 minutes. I thought so they a coincidence ju- for me, Barney. John I, thought, I thought they just finished throwing pound coins at the uh, Burnley Ball Boys and then they're like, oh, shit, start chanting Roman. And uh, got right into it and didn't even know they were in the middle of the uh, Ukrainian applause. Run out so, of spit, you think? Is this, yeah, 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 yeah. Spit of their own feces, whatever they throw these days. Uh, alrighty, and the last one we got here is, uh, this is a little bit of a, a playful one, this was. So during the Norwich-Brentford absolute blockbuster that it was, relegation battle, uh, there was a bit of an incident between Christian Eriksen and Brandon Williams. So Brandon Williams sort of gets the ball, knocks it past Eriksen, goes to run past him. Eriksen knows he can't keep up with him, so just sort of grabs him around the waist, real professional foul, and sort of Brandon Williams' pit, uh, sort of movement pulled him down on top of him. And Brandon Williams turns and goes to shove Eriksen into the grass. And then as he's about to do it, realizes it's Christian Eriksen, stops and gives him a hug on the ground. And then picks him up, and they go go about playing it. Is this a great sportsmanship at show, or should he give him one? I'd give him one. See if yeah. he can really handle it. Has he really recovered? Dude, that's my question. 
<laughs> just the left in the chest, Sean. You're thinking. <laughs> Test him out a bit. Test out that new pacemaker. Yeah, you know Barney, when you see not, someone not, walk not on the fan. field. Not a- you know when you see someone walk on the field and they've got a strapped knee and everyone's like, oh, we'll test that out. Everyone's like, well, what's that cord? The charger a, running down your back. As a, cord, yeah. <laughs> Hearing the pacemaker coming out the tunnels, you're thinking, I'm going to plant one on him here. The tick, 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 tick as he runs past you. <laughs> oh, so even it, you didn't you didn't like it as a United fan. You know, Brendan Williams is still a United boy technically, so you weren't you wanted him to give him one job? I didn't understand the gesture. Like I just thought you gotta you gotta do it. Treat him like a normal person now. He's back. Like it was a bit weird for me. Bit of grandstanding. And Norwich was shot too, so I don't know. Maybe yeah, do you think do you think if he actually had shoved him that people would have kicked up a stink? Like no one would kick up a stink for doing that, but because it's Ericsson, they may have. Hundred percent. Hundred percent agree. I reckon. And the best thing for Norwich is that this was the biggest story coming out of the game not their lackluster performance and the trash that they rolled out on the pitch to get batted 3-1 by Brentford. If that was Ben Gibson on the ground, you would have given him three or four, I reckon. Oh, 100%. Is it lackluster if Gilmore would have copped it too. Is it lackluster if that's your normal performance? If it's against Brentford. It's a six-pointer. It's a six-pointer. Your survival's on the line and you turn out that performance. (laughs) Fuck me. Don't get me started. All right, well, let's get straight into the games then. And we start off with Shawnee's boys, Leicester City 1, Leeds 0. Sean, how the hell did Leicester manage to string two wins in a row together? They've completely gone against the odds here. Two wins, two cleanos, and uh, the boys are absolutely flying. Against Um, two relegation fighters. Yes, and um, to be fair to Leeds in this game, they absolutely dominated the first probably 60 minutes of this game. Michael made some unbelievable saves. He also got man of the match, um, so that's probably an indication on how, on how the game went. Yeah, made some really good save. One really close range um, from, I think it was Rafinha. Um, and then a nice save from Dan James with his feet as well. Did really well. And then Leicester, sort of the first time they sort of ventured forward, um, at least in the second half, was with Harvey Barnes. Um, nice little finish too, actually. Nice first touch and nice, uh, nice slot. So, yeah, I think I suppose it's pleasing that we got a, a clean sheet, um, played four at the back, which they seem to change every other week. And um, if you've ever met a more safer right back than Hamza Chowdhury, I'd like to hear about it. <laughs> sure. I reckon Casper Schmeichel this season is probably the only thing keeping you guys between a relegation fight. He has made, had some massive saves and some big moments in games, and that's just to pull off like draws in yeah. some games, but like he's been huge for you guys this season. No, I agree. To, to be fair, I can't work out really why a, a so-called bigger club hasn't come in for him, to be fair. So he's he's been like that for, I suppose, maybe last season he, he dropped off a little bit, but the season before um, and obviously a title-winning season um, not so long ago as well, I, I thought he might have been scooped up in that sort of time where, um, you know, Mares and Kante and um, and all that moved on. But, yeah, he's, he stayed at the club. He did mention at the start of the year that he wouldn't mind having a new challenge. So I think that was a little bit alarming for Leicester. But, I mean, he's a captain there. He's getting a little bit older. And so I think it's just less and less luck that he that he moves on as, as the seasons tick away. But he's been he, was, he, he was at City for a number of years. Um, but I was interested in the pregame to this one as well with Jesse Marsh coming on board. And I was sort of doing yeah. a bit of reading about him. It's like, oh, it's a really high energy style that Jesse likes to play. And I was like, what's what's the difference? Isn't it? Isn't this how we got into yeah. the trouble we're in now? I don't think we've got got a chance to talk about uh, Marsh since he signed on. But 
this seems like a really terrible appointment from Leeds because you're literally just Shocking. getting Bielsa 2.0, but doesn't have like the clout around his around his uh, play style and that, and has literally just come off getting sacked by Leipzig after having like a terrible defensive record and sitting like middle of the pack in a team that's been top four the last four seasons. Like he, it was a weird signing. Weird, weird signing, Barney. Um, but worst of all for this pod is that um, he trashed the pod's favourite movie, Ted Lasso, um, TV oh. series, sorry. He's, um, he said that Ted Lasso has set back American managers 10 years um, and they don't help at all with any stereotypes towards American managers. I, so, I said the I, same thing about him as manager of Leipzig. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crazy. I, I, for one, won't hear any bad words about the, um, the series Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso has done more for football in the States than Jesse Marsh has, that's for sure. Yeah, um, only second to Bennett like Beckham, obviously. Oh, the documentary. Great doggo. Great doggo. Only third to Mike Bassett, England manager. <laughs> that's a great documentary too, actually. But yeah. <laughs> Oh, good, good result for Leicester. Strung a few wins together. I uh, hope for your sake, Sean, they can string a few more. They still sit in 12th, uh, but yeah, yeah very safe bit, from relegation at the moment. Safe from relegation, but um, that 12th is a little bit misleading too. Like I think, what are we, two or three games behind some of the teams that are actually in front of us? You're three points from ninth. Yeah, but I mean in terms of um, games played as well, I think we're, we're much lower. Yeah. We've got a, a range of catch-up games to, to make up, so... Like obviously, um, you know, we got to win those games and stuff like that. But it is plausible that if, if Leicester did win their their three catch up games, that they're they're much higher in sort of um, six. I think it would be even if everything goes well. So, yeah, um, I suppose it is a little bit hard to interpret the the latter at the moment in that situation. Yeah, if you guys could like, well, pretty much you'd have to win every single game the rest of the season, but you could easily finish like top six with the way that that like fourth through to seventh is going at the moment it's like you guys could easily pop up if you keep some a run of form together yeah. and pop up 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 near the top there but no, um that's true that's yeah. that's true but i mean um i suppose my question is where do the european spots cut off um at the moment like you as a spurs fan you probably know that because you probably need to work out where you finish just out of do you know what i mean I'm just trying to think where the ECL qualification spot is. I think it's still in nine. <laughs> what's no, the, what's no, the think, ECL? No, mine was actually a genuine question. Now, is it is it all the way down to sixth or seventh or eighth I, or so eighth? Well, eighth yeah, I believe top four is Champions League. Then is it next three is Europa and then eight's ECL? I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because it used to be the Carabao Cup. Well, I mean, it might still be the Carabao Cup winner because Liverpool won it. It's going to be they push it down then to like. Seventh, Double chances, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, no, very good. It's um on the up for Leicester, which is not something we've said often this season. Alrighty, next one here is Chelsea four, Burnley nil, and the scoreline is definitely misleading because that first half it was really anyone's game, but uh, Chelsea just put away their chances in the second half, Jobber. Yeah, Sam, the first 20 minutes was more Burnley than Chelsea, and there was even like a nice little highlights reel in there for Edouard Mendy. Off the cross with the old what a punch. yeah. Um, you don't have to be doing that, but I think it was a Jai McNeil should have put them in front pretty early. Uh, again, Dwight, Dwight, I think Dwight it is. McNeil, yeah, yeah Jai's a jockey. Um, 
<laughs> uh, I should have put him in front early. But, like, yeah, really didn't tell the story. And then second half, they just went to a water and some pretty crappy goals in there too. They made Reese James look like the world beater that he is. Tarkovsky with, like, a really limp oh. own goal as well. <laughs> How bad was that one? That was brutal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it did. Burnley, like, obviously showed a fair bit. And like we've sort of been saying, they definitely, like, have enough to get out of the position they're in. But obviously they've just playing some good teams and haven't been able to string a few results together. Um, but I'm, I'm, what I'm impressed most by uh, Veghorst, their new signing, is he is like a, a dog after a ball with his pressing. He is so, for a, a guy who's like six foot six or six foot seven, huge guy, not that quick, he presses harder than like most players in the APL. In a team that doesn't really press as well, yeah, which is he's, weird. he's um super fit because he's not vaccinated, so he just doesn't have that weighing him down. Just that oh, bit extra, like like, on, like yourself, Sean. Like we don't need to be demonetized, <laughs> mate. Um, but what what do we think about um Big Rom not starting again? So um, this is probably the third game or prem game at least um that, that he hasn't started. Started started in Europe and I think the um one of the cup games as well. But Kai Havertz seems to be. Um, in his position, did quite well. Scored the two goals, so no Rom. Is Rom included in the two point three billion that Roman wants for the club? Like, does does Rom go as well with the sale? <laughs> Cover his losses. Because I just, I just don't I can't see why you'd hang on to him at the end of the year. Like it just hasn't worked out again, and he's obviously the problem. You well, you know, Inter Inter Milan is going to come in with a real low ball offer as well to for him to get him back. But what do you do um, for Chelsea? Do you just say we'll cut our losses and we'll take that, or do you? To keep him on and like his wages aren't nothing. So yeah. I reckon it depends on the character of him. Like if he's a good bloke to have around, he's not sort of dragging his feet. But like you see the interviews and stuff and that suggests he's not pretend, he's not like the best guy to have in the dressing room where he's not playing. But if he's all right, you just hang on to him and just keep the depth because you're a big club. But if not, I'd be looking to ship him off and get my money back. I think Chelsea might just get rid of him. Like he, like 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 you say, Job, if he's causing a bit of like – unrest around the club and yeah, not everyone's really gelling with him. Then like, what's the point of having him around? He's not adding, it's not like he's adding 20 goals a season. He's adding about four at the moment and creating a bit more unrest in their season. So um, yeah. And even when they had all those injuries, he still wasn't starting very often. So he's, yeah, he's a pretty useful plan B, but like if you're looking for a goal late or something like that, do you know what I mean? So he's kind of useful to have around. Do you want to I have thought, a $100 million plan B though? Like it's not the- Yeah, but I think- what, Get your what, way back. What's confusing to the whole situation about this for me is that you think that if there's a game where you think Rom would be useful, it would be against, let's say, a lower team where they're going to play a low block and there's no, not much room behind. Um, yeah, you've probably got to you know, force a goal type thing and might maybe play a little bit more in the air or get crosses in because they're sitting so deep. Um, i.e. Burnley, <laughs> Burnley at home, right? So, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't use him in this, but um, I mean, it worked out just fine. So, Tommy Tooks um seems like he's uh, knows what he's doing with the low block too. But I think it's hard to play like through him at all. Like you want those quick little touches that he just isn't capable of. Like the one and two touch stuff, and we'll get to Liverpool later that you see a lot from Liverpool. Like you know that one and two touch around the top of the play. box. Yeah. yeah, and he he just doesn't offer that. Yeah. I know what you mean though. He's a, he is a bit of a flat track bully in some of like his, when he previously played in the Premier League, like most of his goals have come against those lower teams. So yeah, I understand that, Sean. You'd think he would fill his boots there, but yeah, I don't think he's filling his boots against anyone at the moment. But uh, yeah, good win for Chelsea. 
they stay in third. They're sort of in a bit of limbo at the moment, not really going to drop, no risk of going down at the moment and no risk of going up at all. Uh, Burnley stay in the relegation zone just behind Everton, who we'll touch on a bit later. Um, but I, yeah, I still have hope for them of getting out. I want Daishi in the, in the Premier League one more time. Alrighty. Liverpool one, West Ham nil. And again, this was a pretty back and forth contest and pretty exciting. West Ham had plenty of chances here, Shauno. Yeah, tight one. I think if you're a Man City fan, you're looking at this thinking, um, or oh, hang on, there might, um, might be a slippery game here where they could potentially, um, drop points, but I know I feel Liverpool are a little bit on a roll at the moment. They feel kind of like Man City, where it doesn't matter what sort of adversity you throw at them, they're just going to come through and get get three points. And I feel like this is definitely one of those games, as you say. West Ham had some decent chances, um, but yeah, Liverpool got their goal early. Um, Trent, the man, twenty seven minutes, and um, yeah, Liverpool saw the rest of the game out. But some of the interplay was just unbelievable. I think, like. And they seem to change that midfield so often. Like they, this time they played uh, Fabinho, Keita and, and Henderson in there and nothing really seemed to change. Like they seem to like swap out um, whether that be Ox, whether that be Harvey, Elli- Harvey Elliott um, or whether it be my boy um, rolling through there. It just Nothing seems to change in that midfield. They just seem to like rotate in and rotate out and just be, you know, similar player. Even Milner's gone through there a bunch of times as well. They're getting to that uh, Man City level of rotation where it is just like such a good system and everyone knows knows the system so well that you can just slot in and out, whoever. Like now they've got Diaz coming in as well up the front three high, with yeah. Jota. They can rotate through those five at the front, so many in the midfield. And even the back line, they rotate pretty re- – Van Dyke's usually the only consistent, consistent one, him and T- Trent really are the only consistent ones at the moment, even that he gets swapped out a bit. But like, yeah, the level of rotation going through that squad now is unreal and it really sh- highlights, I guess, their depth in yeah. that squad. I, I agree. It's got Man City feels about it where they've got a bunch of players who are real similar and if you and they just rotate them in, rotate them out. Like how many like number 10s do Man City have? Do you know what I mean? Who are all sort of same height, same profile, like that tricky interplay stuff. They've got a bunch of them. Similar, but like slightly, like each person has like their own little yeah, particular attribute about well. them. Like Tiago is like incredible passing. Fabinho's like defensive reads and like intercepts and, and plays and stuff like yeah. that. And Milner's like yeah. the average of everyone across all things. <laughs> 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 oh my God, he's boys, good to have around with the boys. Yeah, I thought Liverpool had some chances, but I think the two best chances of the game both fell to West Ham. So I thought they were a bit unlucky not to get something out of this. I think the chance for Lanzini, Lanzini. at the end there and four oh. nails in the first half when he broke through basically by himself and went for the cheeky chip when he should have just put it home. Um, like I felt like they genuinely could. Like Liverpool obviously had more chances and probably through the sheer weight chance, but West Ham definitely had some good chance to get a point here. Your boy rather quiet too, Job, Antonio again. Um, oh, how many he more lashed, times do we, he lashed how many one more on his left peg butt. That was a good lash. That yeah. was a good lash. <laughs> <laughs> nah. And then he, he who, knew, who took knew. the throw in after that? Who was that? Took the throw in? <laughs> Liverpool. Hey, almost. <laughs> it, Robinson Alli- took the throw, I think. Is Allison back in this week or are those arms broken from that left-footed volley? <laughs> wow. Saving all of his shoulder after that one. Yeah, he threw his hat on it. <laughs> no, nah, but uh, yeah, that Lanzini one was almost criminal. How high he put that over the bar with basically an open goal. Um, but yeah, I think like like we say like Liverpool are in that sort of mood with their, uh, they're feeling a bit like Man City, like almost unbeatable. 
you like there's so many games this season Liverpool have like won where they've had those uh situations where like teams have had good chances against them and just the way the way they're playing teams are always going to get good chances against them I think they played Burnley recently and Burnley had like two or three of those really good chances as well and so they're prepared for that they got Allison in goals who's like just such a good keeper as well such a good one-on-one shot stopper that like they're willing to play keep playing that way and and that's what they want to do so I mean it's exciting especially as a neutral to watch I guess Jobby you probably hate it as a Man United fan but um yeah it's exciting because it's always an entertaining game they um Liverpool won have won the last five and they play Brighton next so um consider that six uh, and if they win that game, they're just three points behind Man City, which is tight, and I would consider it a title race, but I still firmly believe that the title race is over after Man City. Yeah, I know I know what you mean. It's like if Man City hadn't gone on that incredible run for so long, you would think it is a title race, but it still feels like it's almost unlosable for City, and they, Liverpool they are going to slip up eventually. So like they go into yeah. that robot mode. I think we spoke about it in yeah. the last season. They are in that robot mode where they're just, yeah, they're just, punching out um, definitely you know, four and five nils against, you know, lower teams and then, yeah, beating teams sort of around them quite comfortably as well. 100%. All righty. Let's move on to Arsenal three, Watford two. And was this a bit of Arsenal from, of the old we were seeing here, <sighs> Jabba, with a bit of tiki-taka? Lots of, so a lot of very fluid movement for a team that recently has probably been heavily described as non-fluid. All, all uh, their goals were very good, Sam. Yeah, very, that was very so good. good. But this that this hurts. game was this game was ridiculous. This was not a Roy Hodgson type game. There was far too much free flowing football and action for my liking. Um, and I could tell Roy was sort of jovial at the end, but he was kind of pissed off. He's like batting down the hatches, don't give up stupid goals, and they gave away a couple of absolute bangers. So just very unRoy like from Watford. But Watford went one nil up after like. 20 seconds as well unfortunately it was uh disallowed for being offside dennis but like yeah that was straight away goal disallowed and then arsenal scored within five minutes but i mean that's just watford right like they always concede and they concede fairly early fairly regularly like a bit less so with roy in but yeah like watford you can almost bank on getting scored against but yeah like i said arsenal were looking very fluid uh i don't know which was your favorite out of the three i think that Saka one was Probably my favorite. That just Chucho, looks... Chucho Fernandez, the bike. Nah, but like Sack is like a little like one two move, and then how he hit that, he hit the ball so sweetly and like sent the keeper the wrong way. It was just, it was lush. It was real lush. Oh, for for me, this just screams of the hype train of Arsenal. People are either like, especially Arsenal fans, are just like, oh my god, look at us, we're so amazing. We bought all these young players. We're going to win the league in in two or three years and complete with Newcastle United. I just think that like it's just a it's just a little bump for Arsenal and don't worry they'll throw it away 2 weeks later against like some um rubbish team. Yeah, but to be fair, like uh, Pep Guardiola's licking his lips been like two or three years those boys are going to be very good off the bench for us at Man City. Saka's going to be great for us in a couple of years, <laughs> that's what he he's goes, thinking. He yeah. goes if if Silver and Grealish both go down, Saka's just going to slip in ahead of Lamb to lap. Yeah. Can't wait to put in Saka at left back in a Carabao Cup third round. Yeah. <laughs> An inverted Cancelo role. <laughs> Fuck Luton won't know what hit him. What and what does everyone think about Arsene Wenger's comments this week about um, Saka missing that penalty in the Euros was probably one of the best things for his career. 
I'd say there's better things Come to happen on. in your career. Awesome. But, uh, look, it might have built his character a bit. That's what he I said. Think, That's what he's saying. Yeah, yeah but I, I don't – I think if he had scored that penalty and you'd come to this stage again now, he wouldn't be very different at all. Yeah, well, it's done wonders for Marcus Rashford, Sean, so – That's <laughs> true. He's flying at the moment. Just the United team's flying, actually. Uh, yeah, so great win for Arsenal. Uh, they've got four – they've won four on the trot now, uh, which is – Good for them and good for that fourth spot because they have now moved up into fourth. Run into um, Leicester next week and, though, Sam. So yeah, but they but like so they're sitting fourth, one point ahead of United, but they've got three games on United. Yeah, because they is, had that horrendous run of coronavirus. I mean, hamstring injuries. <laughs> I mean, sold players in January and couldn't <laughs> fill a squad. <laughs> I mean, um, couldn't recall someone from. Yeah, line. but um, they're like of all those teams competing for fourth, they're definitely sitting the best. Obviously, from points standard and games in hand, like they got three games in hand on pretty much all the teams except Tottenham, which is great for them. So, yeah, sitting very good at the moment. Alrighty, let's move on to the Manchester derby, and <sighs> Manchester is still very fucking blue, if you ask me. Four one, what a shellacking this was! And Jabba, I just, I think we should just focus on the second half performance from United. In this it, was, <laughs> it was a real arm wrestle, wasn't it? <laughs> If like you're saying that like Man City had the biggest arm in the world and Man United like were an amputee, is that what you're saying? Oh, mate, we're gonna oh, lose our amputee listeners. That's a really oh, niche group. Not them as well. Yeah, not the Vietnam um, vets. No, but it was so far from like competitive. That second half it was just embarrassing. The whole thing was a schmozzle, but from the moment Ronaldo got dropped. Um, from the and then left and went back to Portugal, didn't he? Well, well, he had to. He had to go repair an injury, but he's back for training on Monday. Abductor uh, injury. Yeah, yeah. It was like, and I know there was like a couple of bright spots for Manchester United in the first half. And Ralph Rangnick said after the game that he was like happy that it was competitive. And I was like, how far have we fallen? Like, you got one 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 bloke comes oh. in the press conference, the real manager, and he's like, yeah, it's a good performance. Happy. The other guys are like, how good's the other team? <laughs> How good, how good a city to watch? What a second half. Three cheers for city. Did, did you see our boys in the first half running around like, like they'd played together before? Fucking disgraceful. It was honestly, it was painful to watch. Just such a golf. And 4-1 four, four didn't do them justice. So it's, what what do you think was supposed to happen with playing a double false nine? With uh, what, what they went with um, Pogba and Fernandez is like a, double, a false nine and a false ten or something. Like... Yeah. I don't know. What do you call it? Ghosting the front line or something like that? Is that Someone should have told them that. What, what was supposed to happen in their job, do you think? It's a addition by subtraction, Sean. It's quite. It's pretty simple. Um, no, um, oh, I, was, it I think I think the idea was that Pogba would sort of come, drop in and then try and hit those long balls into the corners, but it just didn't work. They just didn't have enough ball and they were just completely overrun. And like the first the first goal was quite embarrassing for Wambasaka, but also like Harry Maguire was slow to move, Tellers was slow to move, just like compounded. They all just looked lost, like they never played together before. What's what? Harry doing? I mean, do you reckon don't, that's? Don't, a, I don't. I don't know if that's on Harry. I reckon that's on Tellers. No. Well, is this is this the guy where he steps over it, goes through his legs? No, no, that's because because when he steps over that, surely he should. I. It's, it is difficult when the ball's coming at you from your goal, in in sort of what to do. Um, but I suppose that. The immediate answer will be hook it out for a corner or a throw in at that point. Don't Just do don't a step do over. Don't, don't, do, don't do a step over to the best midfielder in world football. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, Harry, like, I wonder if it's like he's obviously his price tags come back to haunt him. 
a, li- a bad run of form and then now the media are on him and now his confidence is shot and now there's the rumours about the captaincy being taken off him. Do you know what I mean? It just seems to snowball and he's on this treadmill and he's just, just there going, well, hang on. At the end of the day, I can't remember where I read it. I think I read it in The Athletic, right, where someone like stripped back to say, look, Harry Maguire, everyone thinks he's supposed to be this guy. But in reality, he played 70 games for Hull. He played 70 games for Leicester, never um, captain Leicester. I think he might have captained Hull for a little bit, um, has never won a trophy and then got bought by Manchester United, given slapped with an 80 million pound price tag and given the armband. Do you know what I mean? And now everyone's like, well, of course what happens happening. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a fair point because he didn't set the price tag. United paid overs for him. That was that wasn't he didn't have anything to do with that. But 100%. and and um yeah, I think it's a bit he's a bit kind of like uh John Stones when he moved to City. Remember Stones was like getting ridiculed for a bit there when he started at City. And then obviously, they, I think that was might have been as well when they like lost the league to Liverpool, and it was a bit, they were, it was a bit more critical of them. And then obviously, they start winning the league again in a good squad. Like if Maguire was in that squad, he'd be the exact same player he is, but he wouldn't be getting anywhere near as ridiculed because there's so much pressure on them, every, and everything's but so like in a microcosm. Oh, so if you stick, if you stick, if you stick Harry Maguire into the Burnley back four, you're saying that he should get a move to Chelsea. Like, I think you'd be just fantastic at that. Like, you know, headers, blocks, all that. And, like, that would be the environment around him. And I think he'd be great. And everyone would be like, oh, he's got to move to a big club. But now he's got to move to the big club and it's just not working out. And you can see now, I think, like, he's not that bad, but his confidence right now is absolutely shot. shot. Oh, and yeah. you can, like, you can see it. It's yeah. blatantly everything he does turns to shit because he already thinks it's going to turn to shit. Like, I don't yeah. know what the setup with psychologists and stuff is there, but he is obviously a man who is hurting and he's, like, what do you do? You can't if you take him out, it's worse. Like you could yeah. ruin him. You could get a Phil Jones case scenario. And and one of the big differences is at Manchester United, he plays in a back four, um, you know, with the midfielders in front of him that he's got, right? And but and then I suppose everyone compares him to his England performances, where to be fair, he's really, really good. But in that, he's playing in the middle of a back three with two holding midfielders. Do you know what I mean? So it, it is quite He's quite safe there. Didn't, yeah, does he's does got, that make just, sense? Just Declan Rice it, and Calvin Phillips in front of him who are doing a lot of defensive work for him. Putting it out there, do you reckon there's a bit of a language barrier somewhere in there? Well, him Between McTominay. who? Between him, Fred, <laughs> McTominay, Tellez, Dallow. Uh, I think oh, there's a Bahia. footballing barrier between the United sort of core at the moment. The, the whole fucking team. <laughs> yeah. But, but what like, about yeah. what about um Wan-Bissaka too? I think like okay, we talk about Harry Maguire, like we say, look, he's not actually a genuinely bad footballer. He's in a real bad spell, bad confidence in a bad team at the moment, who's none of them's playing well. I think Wan-Bissaka is genuinely like he is a he is a step behind everyone else on the field all the time in hey, everything he does. Positional hey, uh, to oh. on the ball. His crossing's horrendous. Phenomenal athlete. Sometimes he actually can't look like – he genuinely looks like he can't kick a ball properly when he tries to cross. Yeah. It's like a weird like, – yeah. I haven't, I I haven't done this. a few times. Yeah, I, yeah. Haven't done, I haven't done this before, but I'm going to have a go. He, yeah, I've, seen he's you, a, I've seen you cross, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a very good athlete, but he's a bad footballer. Again, another player who played like one good season for Crystal Palace, got a £50 million move to United and then was like probably expected to be the next biggest right back in – but, English football, but like, but he, but I would, I would say he's another step behind Maguire in that. Like, he genuinely looks like, like if you put him back in the Crystal Palace squad, he may not get a move back to United. Where we're saying, if you would yeah. put 
Maguire back in this same spot he came from, he would he would still get a move. But Wamsaka had one good year, or a couple, maybe two good years, under Roy at Palace, where all he was asked to do was defend and stop like fancy wingers, and he thrived. Yeah, simple football. Two yeah, things simple he could football. do, right? Yeah. Exactly. Two things he's really good at, and he excelled. But now they're mm. asking him to do more, they're asking him to move faster, they're asking him to get into attacking positions, and he just can't do it. Anyway, we could bash up United for a long time because um, we could go through that team. I think um, I think Pogba's performance was a bit scratchy. Um, I think Bruno tried hard but didn't get too far. And then let's not even talk about Rashford. But let's do talk about Mares' finish from that corner. <laughs> Tasty. It wasn't, it wasn't that good. That? It's, got a, it's got a big dirty deflection oh. of Harry. Oh, pull your head in, mate. And the only thing that made that sweet out that last goal was that it actually cannoned off uh, De Gea's face. Oh, that was that shambolic was defending too. Fucking hell. That was isn't, isn't the goal to leave the biggest gap in the middle of the field? Yeah, isn't, that, isn't that the plan? <laughs> oh, I just, like he was only going one way too. Like someone clip him or something. Like just give me something to think about. Like <laughs> fucking hell. I thought yeah. Foden was awesome too. A couple of magic touches. I mean, what hope you got when you got Foden in the form that he's in? Um, Silva in the form that he's in. Jack Grealish there. Mares has obviously got his double. De Bruyne with his double. Oh, fuck. They just look impossible. You could have City playing at fifty percent of what they played on the weekend, and you still would have got the same result. It wouldn't it wouldn't have changed much. So, yeah, City absolutely dominant. United, pretty much the same as what we what we would have expected. So they dropped down to fifth, uh, one point behind Arsenal. City keep a six point barrier, but obviously Liverpool have that game in hand. Um, so yeah, they need to keep winning uh, to ensure they keep that title in their grasp. Alrighty. Let's move on to the game of the weekend. Tottenham 5, Everton 0. How about the lads, hey? Bloody you hell. No, that is that is that is that is, that is that is probably the best performance by a team this season against one of the best oppositions <laughs> going around. <laughs> the first the first two goals were nothing short of disgraceful. Well, okay. Okay. Good result for Tottenham. How fucking shit are Everton? Oh my god, that was like Everton made Tottenham look like a uh, like a top team that could pass it out of the back line, where we usually look terrible yeah. at doing that, and that, like, Everton just allowed them. I was watching it, buddy, and I was like, "Oh fuck, they're pulling Everton out of shape easy." And then I was like, "What is Everton shape meant to be? They're never fucking they're never <laughs> so in Ever- shape." Everton pulling themselves out of their own shape. It took it took three passes to just get them to be like absolutely gone. And that's I, like, I think the second or third goal was three passes, and they were just like, "Oh shit, what do we do?" Has Michael Keane's own goal, great finish for a start, oh. um, and then gets the hook at halftime. Um, Frank, if Frank takes him off, so if you're getting the hook in this team at halftime, I mean, you must be struggling. But I tell you, who else is struggling, and probably who's struggling more than anyone else is uh, Donny Van Der Beek's agent. I mean, he's come up with some fucking rubbish moves and Donny must be thinking, what the fuck is going on? He's like, hey, Donny, I'll get you a big club in Manchester. He's like, oh, yes? Oh, okay, United. Yeah, that's right. At least I can get into the team at Manchester United. Wrong. Rides the pine for ages. And he's thinking, hey, you get me out of here. Get me anywhere. You're like, oh, how about a little trip up to over to Liverpool? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. At the blue side of Merseyside. <laughs> fuck me. Oh, Donny. I feel I don't know. I feel bad for him, or I feel as though it's like one of those things. that's like self-inflicted. One of the two. I can't work out which one. <laughs> you got the ro- the wrong red team and the wrong blue team in the wrong cities. <laughs> the wrong cities. 
<laughs> then he goes, oh, oh shit, I mixed the colours up between the cities. Sorry, yeah. sorry the old, mate. The old uh, Robinho trick when he first um, <laughs> when he first moved to Manchester. How 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 would you uh, how would you like to play in the championship next season, Donny? <laughs> That's where he's going to be. I I and I mean I posted it in the uh, in our chat as well. I mean Everton have got a few games in hand, but their remaining fixtures that have been scheduled are terrible. I think they've got to play majority of the top six. Most of them are in the top half. Run them job, and I'll tell you when they if they win or lose. Get them up, job. But they, <laughs> I, honestly, Brentford's the only team I think they could beat. Uh, all right. So Everton's next fixture so on the weekend they take on Wolves. Loss. That'll be one nil loss. L. Yep. Newcastle, that'll be a five nil loss. <laughs> no, they're in for a point there, maybe. Yeah. No, Newcastle no looks, way. Newcastle are beating everyone these days. The tune are flying. Are you familiar with the work of Ryan Fraser? <laughs> no, I'm I'm familiar with the money of Saudi Arabia though. So. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and then they got Watford. FA Cup uh, quarter final against Palace. You're throwing that. That's already decided. Palace have won that hey, game. I say, I say, win the FA Cup and trade it in. Do the Wigan. West Ham. They'll lose that. Manchester United. They'll win that. <laughs> Palace again. The 24th of April. They've got Liverpool. I think that's the week before Liverpool play City as well. So they'll be well up for it. Probably better fucking ten nil. Followed by Chelsea, Leicester, Brentford, and then Arsenal. It's a horrible run in. Oh, that, that is tough. Honestly, that they, they, what do you do? Do you, do you keep Frank, or do, do they must have got Frank with the idea that he can either a get us out of this, or b if he doesn't, it's okay because um, we're happy to have him in the championship. I mean, he did okay with Derby um, <laughs> in the in the. <laughs> surely that's yeah Everton. That's not crossing your mind, surely. They're like, it has to, doesn't it? You're appointing a manager to get you out of relegation scrap. They're the two things that you think of. A, can he get us up and stay oh get us up, keep us up? Or B, if we go back down, can he get us up? They're two Scott, things you're looking for. I think, I think they thought I think they thought they were getting him to stay. I actually I don't know what crossed their mind because he's not going to keep you up. Like he's not a good manager. He's not a relegation. I, I don't know what's kind of manager. And yeah, but I was reading it a yeah, bit. Yeah, but he's not, a top, he's not a top club manager either. Like, no, no, no. He's like in he that. He's butchered he's Chelsea. Limbo. But I was reading earlier about um, Everton as well. Like they're going to be really financially screwed from going down because none of their players have like uh, relegation clauses or anything in their contracts. Yeah. So they're going to be oh, stuck on all these huge wages because I think they've got yeah. a top six wage bill um, potentially going into the championship. Um, and a lot of these, like, they're going to be in all sorts if they go down. Uh, yeah. and it, it could, like, it, it could in five years' time potentially be like a kind of uh, derby situation Portsmouth. where the finance, Portsmouth, yeah, finance are so screwed. They couldn't, like, going down the Pompey Highway. Who knows? Weirder things have happened. So, yeah. Yeah. A Cu- couple of things on, on this game. Um, I think it's more reflective of how bad Everton were rather than how good um, Spurs were. Also, did enjoy mm. the Spurs chant. To oh, yeah. um, Frank Lampard, which was um, you're just a shit Stephen Gerrard, which I thought was straight up banter. Um, Dali Ali coming on in the 70th minute, uh, <laughs> doing sweet fuck all, and then finally getting his uh, ovation from the Spurs fans because he couldn't get a goodbye at Spurs because he couldn't get on the pitch. So he finally got his goodbye. So that I bet the Spurs fans were happy to um, yeah beat him five nil and then give Dali the wave. Yeah, they uh, Hugo Loris took him over to the fans at the end of the game. Um, I don't think there would have been too many applauses going his way. Maybe for his performance on the field because it was yeah 
pretty poor, but um, hey, Dally, yeah. Dally, give us a discount code for the iconic. That's what the whole fans are doing. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, Barney, so Tottenham have Manchester United next up on uh, Sunday morning Australian time. That'll Pop sort Darby. the men from the boys, yeah. That's going to be an interest, really interesting match because either team could bottle that so hard. Can they? The, can the they battle both the Harrys it? is what I'm looking <laughs> yeah. for. Well, you wouldn't want Harry Maguire. He'll be breathing fire. I'll tell you what, at least like, one thing with Tottenham, like at least we've got a red-hot Harry Kane at the moment. That's the only yeah, thing that might drag us out of the depths of, of where we are. But your Spurs as well, so I'm I'm still confident. No matter how yeah, but, how, how yeah. bad things are going for us, you're still Spurs. But he's Harry. He's, he's Harry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so great win for Spurs. Uh, I think it took them up to no, it kept them in seventh. That's right. A uh, couple games in hand, the teams above. Um, but yeah, this 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 weekend is big. If we beat United, we could go above them. So that will be good for us. Everton, one point above the drop zone. Shit looks dire for them. I would be seriously concerned if I was an Everton fan right now. I'd be packing my DAX and booking in those season tickets to the championship next season. Alrighty. That does it for the EPL wrap. Let's look at some of the Champions League games happened this morning uh, and some that happening tomorrow morning. So we'll start off with Bayern Salzburg. And so when I'm going into a second leg of a Champions League knockout round, and I see it's it's sort of tied at one all from the first leg. I'm thinking this is going to be a great game. Then Bayern turn up and put seven past Salzburg and completely ruin the game. Job, what did you uh, what do you think of Bayern's performance? Good from Pendowski? Yeah, so I was actually I was watching Liverpool games. So I was only flicking across this, but every time I flicked back across, there was an additional goal. Yeah, um, and yeah. it wasn't that long between. It was a fucking massacre. <laughs> but I, think, I, but I, I genuinely expected this. I expected them to score sort of two or three in the first half and just coast. I didn't expect them to really go on with it and slaughter those poor bastards. Well, I think Salzburg employ the same model as what Jesse Marsh did in at RB Leipzig, which was just attack, 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 attack. We'll worry about defending later. Um, they're a very, very heavily attacking side and they obviously leave themselves wide open and with a team like Bayern, they will slice you open. So, yeah, I think I flicked it on early in the game and it was uh, 1-0, left it on for 10 minutes, it was 4-0 and I flicked it over to the Liverpool game because I was sick of watching it. It was getting disgraceful. But, uh, yeah, that, that tie ended up 8-2 on aggregate. So an absolute shellacking from Bayern in the end. But the other game was much more interesting. That was Liverpool versus Inter. And Inter actually won this game 1-0. Unfortunately, wasn't enough to get them through on the aggregate, which they lost 2-1. But uh, the second half, they really turned the screw here and uh, it looked like they might actually get over the line against Liverpool. Yeah, so Alexis Sanchez just still has a way of uh, shitting on Manchester United fans. I don't know how. So they just, they they probably didn't deserve to be leading when they did. Like it was a cracking strike from Latoura Martinez, but Salah hit the post. Good goal. Twice, I think, by that stage. Yeah, he hit three overall, I think, but twice yeah. at that stage. Yeah. Very unlucky. And the, like Liverpool are creating a lot of chance, fairly dominant, but Latoura took his chance. And then like two minutes later, Sanchez with a stupid tackle. Oh, I mean, he probably should have been sent off in the first half for that tackle and Thiago, but like, yeah, like, why are you going in? I don't know, just, yeah, just dumb. And just that took all the uh, wind out of the sails for Inter and just sort of killed it. And then Liverpool just literally just started passing them to death. Bit of uh, death by city. 
And um, yeah, Inter barely got on the ball, made some subs, didn't really change much. Maybe had a couple of half chances, but nothing really. And yeah, Liverpool had a few good chances at the post again, but couldn't get across the line. So yeah, Liverpool go through in that leg as well. Um, but we got some interesting ties going on tomorrow. Probably not so much with City Sporting as City are already up 5-0 uh, on aggregate on that game. Is there, Do we know the record for highest aggregate win in a knockout stage? Because City could be going for it tomorrow. I mean, 5-0 away and now they're yeah. at home against Sporting and they're in the form that they're in. This this could genuinely be 5 again. So yeah. if it's if it's... I mean, if it's single figures, it's in real trouble. And if it's sort of 10, yeah, I think they'll get close to getting a nudge too. Yeah, it's... I, um, I think it was 10-2. Yeah, I think it's 10-2. It was Bayern, wasn't it? It was, against, it was against Arsenal. They won 5-1 both legs, I think, didn't they? No, it could be, but I think the other one's quite old. But, yeah, I think it's 10-2. You'd have to think they'd give this a nudge. But this would be the type of game that Saka could start when he signs for City. Um, they've got they've got the, <laughs> nothing game. They've, yeah, they've got the five nil up. Uh, do you reckon Pep will bring a few of the reserves in, like your Sterlings and your Zinchenkos and Gabriel Jesus of the world? <laughs> Jesus, what's his <laughs> name? Right. Cole Palmer is it? The young guy that always yeah, comes Palmer. in for these sorts of games. Yeah, yeah Cole so, Palmer. <laughs> I go Gundogan. You know, just those <laughs> second rate players. John Stones couldn't get a game at another club. Get rotated through the city squad. They'll, be, they'll beat them five. They'll, be, they'll beat them five nil again. I reckon. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon it's even with the second stringers in, it will be at least three. So yeah, it's going to be a very straightforward result for City here. But the other tie, Real Madrid PSG, is definitely a lot more in the balance um, and has a lot more going for it. So PSG on the first leg, one nil. Like goal um, from Mbappe. Nice finish. Yep. It was a very good goal, actually. And uh, it's obviously going back to Real Madrid. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. Shauno, who, who are you tipping the, to get through in this one? Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to say, who am I tipping to get sent off? Because my answer was going to be Ramos, <laughs> obviously. Um, <laughs> For which no, team? <laughs> I, um, I actually think that uh, Real Madrid could turn this around. Um, I think 1-0 was probably not enough for, for PSG. I think uh, Real Madrid... I mean, they performed much better than I thought in the in the first leg. I thought there might have been a little bit um, of a gulf between the teams, but I think that first leg gave me enough. Um, I saw enough in Real Madrid to see them get through. So I think at home, I think they can beat them, and I think they can go through. Car- Carlo seems to be copying a lot of slack this season from the media and that about his team, even though they're leading the Liga and have been – putting in some pretty good performances throughout the Champions League and other competitions. So, yeah, I, I think they're a fairly like, defensively stout unit. So I could easily see them pipping a goal or two here and just locking it down. So I, I'd probably back Real Madrid into this game. So I think PSG are a bit of a bottle when it comes to knockout stage of the Champions League. I, 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 I didn't see enough from Real Madrid in the first leg to think that they can produce a goal here. They was, I think they were solid but very negative in the first leg. I, I just don't see how they're going to pinch one here if they play like that. Um, but the big question is, will Mbappe play? Apparently he copped a kick at training this week and oh, might not play yeah. at all. Ramos, I inside heard, agent. Heard, heard about that, yeah. His own, his own teammates put him out for uh, this game potentially. But, if, um, if there was a fixture to think, argue for away goals, it's this one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. isn't isn't so depressing the away goals isn't a thing. 
But that's what they've been saying as well. Like teams like Real Madrid, job you say they weren't didn't show much. But uh, uh, that's what they're saying. This new no away goals is really doing is that teams are going away and they just they're very happy to come out of it with a one nil loss or you know a, a nil all draw because then they go back home. It doesn't mean anything. So yeah, a, they're uh, they're but, they're like happy to not just sit back and defend. I still don't understand why they took it away. To be fair, like I think it wasn't the idea that. If it, um, like it's meant to open the games up, but to so promote would, attacking football, right? Yeah. So I, I thought I thought it was it to. I genuinely thought it was to like give more for the big clubs, like to give a bit of a benefit. Yeah, but how's but, that? I just don't see what the benefit is. How's that going to benefit you? I don't know, but that's. I just know that that was intended to benefit the big clubs because they were like copping a one nil away loss at Shakhtar Donetsk or something and getting like or one nil home loss to Shakhtar and then getting banged out because then. Shakhtar would stay at home and just defend for 90 minutes and they'd be gone. Like shit like that. So that's the argument. But I genuinely think PSG should win this game, even if Mbappe doesn't play. I just didn't see enough from Real Madrid. Um, but the, the the counter-argument is this this is their competition. Yeah. So I'm going to say a draw, uh, which means PSG go through. <laughs> so it does, it doesn't actually, you could say a win or a draw. It doesn't matter. PSG going through. Okay. Shona, you got uh, Real Madrid. Yeah, I think I've Real, got, Real Madrid. I've got Real Madrid as well. So you've got um, Real Madrid in this and Sporting in the other barn. Yep, no worries. Sporting 6-0. <laughs> I'll, I'll pick up six on the run. <laughs> S- Sebastian Cuartes hat-trick from centre-back. You wouldn't hear about it. All righty. Let's jump over to the social corner. Shono, I believe you've got something for us. Yes, I touched on it earlier. So um, we are we've we've gone back in history the last few, but this time we are um, just going back uh, last week actually. So John Terry comes out and um, he tweets uh, the best blue heart emoji, blue heart emoji, blue heart emoji at Chelsea FC, um, and he's got a picture of him and uh, Roman holding the the trophy. Um, and so I thought that was nice, you know, a bit of support for the for the big fellow who's just been told he has to sell his prized asset. Um, but unfortunately, Chris Bryant, um, MP at the UK, he wasn't real happy with this. Um, and he said, we have tolerated the investment of Russian kleptocrats for far too long. They all have to go in parliament, in a public forum. Um, and so John being the man he is, he moved on. No, (laughs) double down hard. Popped up at like 9.03 PM, a couple of vinos deep. You'd have to presume. Uh, and he says the same MP that claimed fortunes in tax expenses, um, sorry, in tax offsets, um, at the expense of taxpayers. Reword it, John. Um, also the MP that voted that we invade Iraq. Clown emoji. So, yeah, good to see John's got his finger in politics job. Politics. <laughs> finger in politics and politicians. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so did the did the politician respond? Um, I think he's waiting for Parliament to sit again, so he's got the appropriate forum. <laughs> John, so he can put it on the John record. Just trolling. I love yeah. that a, a professional football, a former professional football, at forty years of age, just sitting on Twitter at nine oh three pm, being like, "Fuck it." I'm gonna go after him. I'll go after him. I, I, I really love when a, a social corner visit starts off with John Terry has tweeted because it's all it's always <laughs> gonna end well. 
and that is all we have for social corner this week Jabba where can they catch us on the socials Uh, just before did you hear the thing the other week about (laughs) Yavi Martinez talking about Renato Sanchez penis (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, it actually, yeah. That's more. That's more the humour that I enjoy. Like, Better so. on Dublin Dick, about it. <laughs> Dick jokes. I'm not banging my tube. Really <laughs> <laughs> uh, in touch. Email football played on paper at gmail.com. Facebook football played on paper. Insta at football played on paper. Twitter at football on pods. Good on you, Sam. Good luck Thanks. on the weekend. Thanks, guys. I'll need it. Some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one.